Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I am your host, Sarah Johnny Jarvis, and today I am talking about what you need to learn in 2021 in order to make 2022 the best year you can. And that's the thing is, I'm not saying like the best year ever, but we're going to build on where we were in 2021 um, and you know, if we hopefully keep moving in the right direction. So I'm going to be talking around how to take the top three things or which top three things you want to take from 2021 to make 2022 the best version possible. Before that, I'm going to do a super quick update for you on what's been happening at JJHQ. So it was selling without sleeves HQ. I have to admit, it's been a bit of a slow start. Pretty much every single client has been like, Um, they've had illnesses or they've been super busy and haven't had the break that they've wanted. And so it's all been a bit surprising. Um, So um, so yeah, it's kind of, it hasn't been the rest that they were wanting. And now they've sort of come back and it's a bit of a shock to the system to be back at work. Um, Like literally people are back today and people had calls with me today. And a lot of them were like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing, Um, which is absolutely fine. Uh, Team meeting this morning, we didn't have any challenges because no one could think what challenges we had um, because remembering that far back to the last day of work was a little bit tricky um but it was a really good reflection on the fact that you know people did get time away from work be, be that they didn't necessarily get the uh, break they were after um i can totally relate to that um three children under five whilst it was different and it was time away from work it definitely wasn't restful it, the, the, my key sort of thing is is like what i said to clients was you know give yourself a bit of a break you know spend some time planning your your time out so that you know you're understanding okay i need to look at this i need to look at that even review my q1 plan and look over it and see actually what do i need to be doing look at those steps hopefully you got them into asana or you got them into some sort of um work system so that you can just follow them and that was the point in doing your quarterly planning before um before the break was so that you'd be in a position where um you could pick those up and um and start working with them um in 2022 so um if you're not in that position if you didn't do that um do not fear there are things that you can do please do feel free to jump into the facebook group and um you know raise a hand and say hey i would uh, like a little bit more of a pointer when it comes to um planning for this year um so if you do feel a bit of a loss do not fear um get into the group or drop me a message we can provide you with a little bit more information. I am, uh, as far as activities within the business is concerned, um, the new uh, sales funnel is live and the average order value, um, when we were reviewing the stats, the KPIs this morning in the meeting, it came up that, um, yeah, our average order value is much better. It's much healthier. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> our, our CPAs are cost per acquisitions. Um, so, you know, the aim with, um, sometimes the CPA, CPG, um, cost per goal, um, is you are looking for um, how much it costs you to get the outcomes. The outcome we're after is people purchasing the book um, and the resources that come with the book. And so, um, yeah, we are still looking. It's still quite expensive. Um, It's still three times, um, over three times that of the average order value. And so um, we want to be bringing that down. Costs per click have been expensive over the festive period um, with people finishing off budgets and, um, you know, pushing towards Christmas um, with with christmas-based products so um, we knew that we know that from the agency side of stuff however um it was um 
it's you know it's, it's there and it's something to work on um environmentally that should change but also um we can do tweaks and changes to make sure that happens I am making a mastermind. So one of the things that I am doing um, is moving um, or creating a mastermind away from the Facebook platform. At the moment, I have a Facebook group. There's restrictions with that. Um, it's really great for people to get to know, like trust you. But when actually people are working with you, have worked with you, um, are wanting to access your resources, um, it becomes prohibitive prohibitive in that you know Facebook and the algorithm decide what they're going to put in front of you also um, speaking to clients and actually um, clients clients of clients understanding that actually some people don't have Facebook accounts and they've had them and they've chosen not to have them anymore um, or they don't use it as much so the assumption is when you are on a platform as much as I am on Facebook um, that it's easy for people to access that um, resource, that information, access you on that platform. However, there is a world beyond Facebook um, and you know lots of people use LinkedIn. And so, for example, if your ideal customer hangs around on LinkedIn more than Facebook and you have a Facebook group, um, you're forcing them onto the Facebook platform and to use that platform in a different way um, than what you, they would choose to normally. Lots of people do keep Facebook for private stuff um, and not for work related things to then have you know, be part of your group and have that dropping up in their newsfeed. Um, the amount of people who said to me, you know what, I just don't have the time, I don't have the, the inclination to have more groups, more more information um, coming from other people. So it's um, it's really interesting. Um, at the end of the day, it's a bit like, you know, they're happily sort of catching up with friends and looking at friends' children, and then the next minute you've got something business-related popping into their, um, into their newsfeed and that they don't want to be looking at at that time. So um, I am moving a mastermind and some of my clients um, onto Slack, um, rather than um, onto the, the Google chat that I had for private clients. Um, I'm moving them over to Slack um, and seeing how that goes on there. But uh, I do like some of the functionality of the, the Google um, chat, but uh, you have to have a Google account and some people don't and so then that becomes that becomes difficult and you're talking somebody through a process whereas lots of people have become much more familiar with slack i'm in some very successful groups in slack where you know you are much more able to to get the resources to draw those resources off and to put links and everything else and find them um so since the units has disappeared um on the the, the uh, facebook groups um i have um struggled for for, for people who are using the free group and um, to find those resources it's a lot harder now than it used to be to find resources within a group um, so again for people who are you know actually working with you and wanting to access that information quickly and um, trawling through a feed um, to find things is, is, is really tricky being able to label them effectively has always been a, a limitation um, and that's an even bigger limitation so um, I'm going to keep you posted with that one uh, but yeah there will be an option for people within the group um, and people on the email list um, so if you're on either of those you will get further information on how you may be able to join that mastermind where you know, you're going to get more access more easily um, to information that I put out there um, but also um, you're going to have that community in that environment to be part of. What I am loving though, um, having spoken to people today, even though they're kind of half with it, is the amount of reflection that's gone on between um, Christmas and New Year. Yesterday I did an onboarding for a client, um, so my private clients, um, I go out and spend half a day with them um, or they come to the office. We had that sit down session and they were like, oh yeah, I've, I've had the opportunity to reflect on things and this is what I'm looking at doing. And then equally, um, you know, out of the clients that I spoke to today, more than half of them had said, you know what, 
Um, I've had time to think about things between Christmas and New Year. I've got people messaging me actually um, before I came on to do the podcast, telling me about the stats and their best year yet, and um, what difference you know what differences they've found and and what they feel like has made the made the change. And a lot of it's been focused focusing in on the sales and marketing, and focusing in on actually what's going to drive the business forwards and what's a nice to have. Um, and so it's been really lovely to to have that feedback from people, um, both the impact that working with me's had, but also um, just on you know the, the pros and cons of their decisions that they've made this year I do want to before I start because I do feel like that's you know and and that takes total sense to um now move on to um talking around and reflecting and and making the most of 2022 but I just wanted to add before we do that and that this is the hundredth um episode of selling without sleep and which is really really exciting um and so I needed to I need to mark that moment um so this is you know consistent content in, in action um, I have consistently done a podcast um, at least one podcast a week for the last 100 weeks so we have actually got a few little extra bits you'll have heard from the Christmas quiz if you listen to that um, that we had some unnumbered um, and little snippets and things like that so we are just over the 100 mark but this is officially number 100 um, so thank you everybody who supports the podcast and who listens it means a great deal so without further ado guys we are going to move on and talk around today's topic which is reflect on 2021 and taking useful bits with us okay this isn't an opportunity to beat ourselves up and feel bad over what's happened last year what's happened has happened i was uh i was doing i, I was i've been listening to will smith okay so for those of you which have, have tuned in and listened before um I've been listening to Will Smith on audio, um, one of the best audio books I have ever listened to. And so, yes, he went on my uh, my, my chosen list of, uh, of books. Yeah, it, it's been great. And actually, the quote doesn't come, his quote about failing fast, um, failing often, um, and what was failing forwards. And his, that, that, it wasn't actually in the book, but he talks about that a lot. Um, and, there's, you know, he's not alone with that there's lots of people who say you know what you want to if you're going to fail you, you, know, you need to learn you need to fail you need to try things not everything is going to work out the way you want it to um but the best thing you can do is to to find that out as quickly as possible you know i would add to that that actually it is only failing and not learning if you repeat the same thing twice um if you don't learn from it that's when i classify it as a mistake before that it's a learning um and so take information from 2021 to make 2022 the best version you can and how you're going to do that is um, I appreciate some of you may be driving or doing other things um, but it's quite easy to remember there are two things that I want you to think about now before I say that actually I do want to point out a very useful book if you do want to do more than two things um, write two lists and then find out the top three things from those lists um, if you do want to go a little bit more in depth than that then I would strongly recommend um, the be- your best year yet book um, which is done by Ginny Dis. A Ditzler, Ditzler, and that book I thoroughly enjoyed. Martin and I did it over the new year um, to figure out, um, you know, what we wanted to take from 2021, what learnings we could um, build upon, and that's what it's all about. Is it's, it's building. Um, it's not about our, you know, the, the clock strikes midnight and all of a sudden you're a different person. But if you can take that information and build on it, you can learn from it. Um, you can avoid that scenario. Um, then that will help you. So. That book is great. It's really great on the reflection side. So if, if you want a real in-depth reflection, um, then I can strongly recommend your, your Best Year Yet um, book. Um, however, when it comes to the goal setting, I do feel like they end up getting you to think of 10 goals that you want for that year, which I find overwhelming. I much prefer the traction um, framework that we'd used 
um, we use for the business. Um, I use with planning days. Um, that framework, yes, we've adapted it slightly, and I appreciate it's for business, but um, I would st still rather use that, that process of having three projects that you're focusing on at any one time, and that overall aim of sort of three, um, maximum four things that you actually want to get out of that year. Breaking it down into 10 things, I appreciate that for 10 different areas um, of your life, um, but for me, it's just a bit, a bit overwhelming um, and it'd be figuring out wood for trees. So for me, three works really well, but that's obviously totally up to you. Um, so a bit of a hybrid would be my suggestion, um, but definitely up to the goal setting is really, really useful. And, and working on that principle, working on that information um, and the information in traction, what I um, would suggest you do as a sort of top level exercise would be to look at what went well last year so what you'd like to repeat again yeah if you would if you think oh yeah if i could replicate that on a daily basis that'd be fantastic and um, if i could relive that that would be amazing that is what you you want to put on your brain dump of what went well having a list so create a list in whatever format and um, whenever you have that opportunity of all the things that went well the things that you'd like to repeat um, the things that you'd like to replicate and then on the second list, I'd like you to write all the things that didn't go so well. Um, you'd rather avoid and never have to experience in your life again and have that as your brain dump as well. Now, the best thing to do then is to kind of go through and sort of highlight your key ones, highlight the most significant ones. And sometimes they form a pattern. Um, you know, it can be bad choices. It can be uh, not thinking things through. Um, it can be external factors or a, an external source of, of problems um, that you may want to address. Um, but what you're aiming for is to kind of get your top three. Um, you might want to you might want to list them, put them into themes. Um, you can do that really easily rather than writing them out again. You can just use a highlighter to put them into different themes, um, color coding them. I love it. Um, or you can um, you can simply go through and and if there if there's three real standouts or three or four real standouts, highlight those and then figure out between those three or four or you know. Um, the short list um, down to three. What's your top three things that you wish you could tell yourself the 12 month ago version of you? So if you could say to yourself, this is what you want to know for this year. This is what you want to avoid this year. This is what you want to um, bear in mind for this year. Um, so you could have prepared yourself um, or made the most of something. Uh, then that's what you want to be to be doing equally if you these are just life lessons that you never want to forget again and um, then have those as your three so it's the major take homes if you could only have three bullet points that summarized last year um, and that you could take with you into 2022 like baggage and what would they be and then I would encourage you to write them down and have them somewhere poignant so that you can then use them to reflect on and um, there's no point having these things and I'm, I'm a great one for writing all these things down everywhere um, but if you don't leave them in a poignant place then it just becomes painful and so the best thing you can do is to put them somewhere where you're going to see them um, on a regular basis um, and it's going to remind you not to go there again not to make those mistakes again um, or to, to make the most of that or don't forget that and I think that's the thing sometimes things go really well and you then forget that that was the way that went really well because you stopped doing it for whatever reason and then before you know it it's, you've got out of the habit and you forget um I do that a lot <laughs> with, with um actions with the with the kids and then I'm like well that worked really well why don't I still do that and it's like mm, I don't know you just get out of the habit so um keep it somewhere prominent where you will remember it so next week I am going to be talking around selling to your merits, okay? So it's very easy in a crowded industry. It's very easy to get into the habit of slating, of um, 
of negatively talking around. Um, apparently, I can't say that's how I just did. But um, yeah, you <laughs> that would be naughty. Apparently, it's a naughty word. Anyway, um, is to talk negatively about your um, competitors um, into so that you can sort of elevate. Well, I don't do this, and I would never do that, and these people do this, and these people do that. And what you want to do is actually sell on your own merits, educate your customer base, so that they're in a position where they can see that for themselves, and you're not telling them you're not bad-mouthing anybody. So that is next week's selling on your merit and how to sell on your merits and not on your competitors' shortfalls um, because that is a much stronger position to be in and actually if your competitor gets themselves sorted out um, then you've just lost um, that position. So without further ado guys I'm going to leave it here for this week. I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode. Please do rate us and like us and follow us and I will speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Happy selling! Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.